Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Kettlebell Kitchen is a goal-based meal delivery service that believes in fueling the body with high-quality, nutrient-dense foods to help you perform your best. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. Welcome to this episode of Box Talk. I'm your host, Heather Hartman, editor of Box Pro Magazine, and I am here with Katie of CrossFit Hard Knocks. Katie, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So I love to start off with the story, the story of how you came to find CrossFit, how you came to be an affiliate owner. That's always very interesting. But yeah, so let's start there. Tell us how you, how you came into this industry. Okay, so um, my story is a little bit ironic because um, I was an avid runner, chronic dieter, like I had a four-year-old and me and my sisters heard of, we actually heard of CrossFit Heart Knocks is grand opening. So we we came to the grand opening and um, did like a partner workout and it was fun. Um, My older sister, she decided to join right away. And then it probably took her six months to convince me to join, <laughs> to join the gym. So it, like, I was like, I was one of those people who's like, I don't need somebody to tell me how to work out. Like I work out just fine by myself. <laughs> so finally she, she convinced me to come and obviously it, it took one like normal class wad and that was it. So I was hooked after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was in February of 2014. Yeah, it was. Um, CrossFit since then has been, you know, as an athlete, has been awesome for me. Um, you know, I, I finally learned how to fuel my body rather than running it to death. Um, I was actually <laughs> able to get pregnant with my second child um, probably about nine months in to CrossFit, finally, after trying for quite some time. Um, so it's really been, to say the least, life-changing for me. Yeah. You got a kid out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is one of the kind most of life-changing deal. things. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a big deal, a little bit. And was that was that just because you got your health in order, your yes. nutrition in order? Um, so I, I started, at, obviously the coaches, you know, taught us how to eat, taught us nutrition was the base. Um, uh, I put on about 15 pounds <laughs> when, I, when I got into um, – probably four or five months in is when I really started to see body changes. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it was, um, and that was the biggest change for me was learning, you know, how to treat your body, um, how to perform and fuel it right and not just hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's, I think it's becoming more of a statement now, but I think that's been one of the understatements of CrossFit is that nutrition aspect and how that's really what is changing people at that kind of the, the base foundational level. And, you know, cause you hear members talk about movements and, you know, fitness and that's kind of what you all hear about, but nutrition is so key. So oh, huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it's interesting to me that, that your older sister was like, come on, do it. And you're like, no. So you were one of those like dotting little, little sisters was like, I look up to you, want to do everything you do. <laughs> so I am like that with her sometimes, but this was like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I don't know. I don't need to. You're like, you know, I usually follow you into the fire, but this seems really crazy. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love that. But so, but so you started going. So you started working out. Yes. You ended up getting pregnant. You had um, your 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 um, yes. Alice. Alice, you said. Yes. And um, so you guys were working out. You were jamming. You're having yeah. a great time. So I was working as a. Um, so I had a career as a nurse. I was a registered nurse for five years. I worked labor and delivery. Um, and like I said, I, uh, it was like, let's say March, late March, April. Um, I was contemplating quitting my job as a nurse to, to take care of Alice at home. Cause I worked, I worked part-time. So it really, it wasn't worth it to send her to daycare and try to work part-time. It's just, it, the, the math didn't work out financially. So, um, I was just going to keep her at home, be a stay at home mom. And then I was presented with the opportunity to actually buy into CrossFit Hard Knocks um, and be co-owner. And I felt like the timing was just too perfect not to. Um, so it was, it was kind of thrown in my lap. <laughs> and it, it, I felt like the opportunity was, it was just perfect. Um, so I took that opportunity, thankfully, in, um, it was uh, May of 2015, when I was started to be co-owner of Hard Knocks. Um, so yeah. Wow. So had they known that you were interested? I was, I honestly had no interest, never even put thought into owning the gym. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I was very, I guess, committed to the gym. I loved the community. I loved everything about CrossFit. Um, I had just got my level one. So I had started building a, a good foundation I guess, for somebody to look at and say, hey, you know, she, this would be a good fit. Hmm. Um, and were they no, just looking to kind of expand their, the ownership group? Um, so they were, they were looking to change hands and ownership anyways. Um, so the, my previous business partner needed a, um, needed a partner. So they were, yeah, they were looking for somebody anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, what was that transition like going from athlete to business owner? Oh, it's a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) It's what everyone Uh, tells me. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, as an athlete, you are, um, of course, you're enthralled in the community. But once you switch to that owner, you are like you're in charge of that community. Like it is your responsibility to make sure that that community is well and happy and everybody is taken care of. And it is, um, that was a big change for me because as a nurse, I remember telling myself, um, I was really good at just doing my job and not being the one in charge. I just wanted to do my job. (laughs) And I said, um, I actually remember saying that I will never be in charge. I will never do book work. I will, I said a lot of things that I will never do. And that is exactly what I'm doing right now. So That's what you get for saying it out loud. I, I, I say now that I will never say never because that is exactly what is going to happen. And and I, I'm not a, like upset that that's happening. I'm so glad because obviously that's made me grow a lot as a person. Had I just sit there and, you know, been comfortable in my, you know, my nursing position and just stayed where I was at, um, I, I would have settled, I yeah. think. Yeah. So what do you think is maybe one thing that you've grown the most in, you know, transitioning into this leadership business focused role? Um, I, dealing with people, I think, um, I think as, 
as human beings, most of us hate confrontation. Most of us hate uncomfortable situations. Most of us like to be in our, you know, our happy little bubble. (laughs) So I think of um, dealing with so many um, people situations, because that's what we're, you know, we're in a business of people. We have to, um, we have to be uncomfortable. Um, And I think that's where I have grown the most is allowing myself to do new things and try new things and put myself in difficult situations that I have grown the most in. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I think too, whenever I talk to business owners, and I know one told me once that typically gym owners, CrossFit affiliates are uh, codependent and they really just, they want, they love people and they want to please people. And so it just makes it exceptionally hard because you are in a business of relationships. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh no, it's like a bad mixture. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you're, you are the psychologist and you are the, (laughs) like, you are the friend, you, you wear a lot of hats for people. Um, and they expect you to be there for them. And of course, like you, you have to, because this is their, this is their, you know, sometimes you feel like this is their safe place. This is a good, this is where they can go. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you, have you learned a balance? Because I, I know sometimes you can go too far and, oh, absolutely. and then sometimes you have to be the, the, the bad guy, yes. the business owner. Yes. So like, how, yeah. how do you find that balance between the two? Um, you have to, that's, that's also, you know, that's, that's difficult as well. You just have to, um, know the difference between, I guess, you know, creating those friendships mm-hmm. and, um, you know, being there to support people, but knowing that at the end of the day, you are running a business, um, that you are looking out, you know, looking out and trying to take care of your community. And at the end of the day, you have to do, um, everything for the greater good of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and point them in the direction of, you don't always have to be that, um, person who takes care of it, point them in the direction of somebody who can, mm-hmm. you know, as far as those types of relationships go to. Yeah. I think that's good advice. Cause I think sometimes as, as a leader, you can feel like you need to take it all on. And oftentimes yeah. as a leader, no, you need to delegate and Oh, for sure. Point people elsewhere. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. So, and then I'm also kind of curious um, too, Katie, cause you had mentioned like, you know, you'll never do books or anything like that. So how did you learn about running a business? Like, was it from your business partner initially? Like, did yeah. they show you? Um, I had zero business background. You and most affiliate owners. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I had no college experience with business. It was all nursing. Um, I think the last math class I had was probably when I was a freshman in college. Um, So I learned a lot from, uh, so my business partner, he um, owns a couple businesses and has accountants and stuff like that. So they taught me how to take care of the books and how to do all that myself because I I do do all of our um, financial side of it um, other than, you know, our end of the year taxes, that kind of thing. Um, But as, you know, day-to-day bookkeeping type stuff, I do that. Um, So they taught me how to, you know, take care of all my QuickBooks and that kind of thing. And I think that does save us a lot of money and it keeps me a lot more involved so that I know what is happening day to day and I don't just have to get a report from somebody. Um, it, and then I try to delegate some of my other, I would say, um, jobs so that I can take care of that part. 
Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, so what, so you, you got into business, you became a co-owner. So then what happened from there and how have you gotten to where you are today? Um, so over the course of the last several years, um, I changed, uh, hands on some business partners a couple times. Um, and, um, now my business partner, he's a kind of more of a, a, a silent business partner. He likes to do a lot behind the scenes. Um, doesn't really want to be, you know, the face of hard knocks, but surely does deserve all the credit in the world. Um, but he uh, allows me to make decisions and run day-to-day activities um, without um, having to always uh, consult and have a meeting on every little tiny decision. So that, I think, has helped a great deal on actually being productive. Okay, because it's like one person's just deciding and executing. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So of course, you know, I mean, we have a team, but as far as like, you know, big, you know, decisions, we don't, we don't have to be super, super tedious over. Okay. Yeah. No, that's nice. I'm sure it gets things done quicker and oh, speeds sure. up the timeline. So yeah. yeah. And then you said you're that older sister of yours is also involved. Um, so I have two older sisters. You we, two? We have, we have a whole family full here. <laughs> Tell me about it, yeah. Katie. I didn't know that. I've only met Audrey. Yeah. So I'm like, I have so, no idea. Audrey is my older sister, and then I have another older sister. Her name is Brooke. Um, she's the one I was actually talking about that got me into oh, it. And so then you're the, I joined. you're the baby. Yes, I'm, oh. I'm the baby girl. And then I have a little brother, too. There's a bunch of us. Oh, there's a bunch um, of you. Oh, so you're, yeah. a, you're a middle child. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the middle. There's five of us. Okay, so who's the actual middle child? That is Audrey. Oh, I feel for her. Yeah. The middle children. <laughs> We need. I, we both need to talk. There's a middle child syndrome. <laughs> I, that's a whole other story. But anyways, okay. There's five of you. Yes. All right. Are you guys all involved at Hard Knocks? Me, um, my sister Brooke, who joined first, and Audrey, who is, let's just say, to say the least, she is my right hand man here. Um, she does a lot of the managing stuff, social media. If you ever looked at our social media, she does a fantastic job of taking care of all that. Um, and then my, my mom goes here, too, and I have a couple sister-in-laws and stuff. So we're, we're all over the place here. You'll run oh, into somebody. Man, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. guys are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So, and, so was Audrey kind of becoming your right-hand man, if you will, uh, a slow role? And did she just build up into that? Like, how did you yes. get into that? So, um, it, it kind of has happened over time here, and she actually has a lot of business knowledge that has helped me out a lot. Um, she is very good, um, at managing as far as, um, tasks and procedures and, um, that kind of thing. She does have her, her degree is in business. Mine is not. Okay. (laughs) So I, she, she, I consult her a lot on, on the business side of things like, uh, more human resource type things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And I have to ask, cause there are a lot of gyms with family relational running things, all of that. How does that work? How have you made that maybe even a healthy relationship dynamic, you know, in business and it being family? Oh yeah. Um, it can be difficult at times, but honestly, we have such a good relationship that <laughs> we, we can have a, knock down drag out argument and then five seconds later we can 
we can make it fine. Like it's good, you know. So we can we can talk about our differences and our concerns without having to worry about hurting each other's feelings, yeah. you know. And because we know at the end of the you know at the end of the day we're we're sisters. Like it's fine. We'll mm-hmm. work it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's good to have different opinions, honestly, because then you at least yeah. get two sides of the coin, trying both yeah. things, like hearing. Because I was. I've always been told, like, you should have a partner that, yeah, you can get along with, but that will also bring something different into the equation so that you can be challenged and you can grow. Because otherwise, you're going to both be heading in the same direction and you're never going to consider any other paths. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Me and Audrey balance each other out really well. So sometimes I can be a little soft. Sometimes she's a little edgy. So like when we come together, it's it's kind of the perfect mishmash. <laughs> That's great. It sounds like a great mixture. It does. Yeah. <laughs> you guys seem like you work well together. I mean, I've yes. met both of you and, and seeing you work together. Honestly, seeing you work out together, you also do that well together. So in the partner yes. workout that we did. But um at the Brock's Pro Summit. Yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, so uh, there is that as well. But oh, that's really cool. So since since you know, taking over and stepping into ownership, what maybe have been some of the biggest business challenges that you've come across, um, that you've faced, that Hard Knocks has faced, and that you've really had to buckle down and and, and overcome? So you were talking about um, us moving as well. So we, we moved in August of 2018. And that actual moving part like that was easy but it's getting everything to the point of we need to move out of this space what are we gonna do that's the hard part it's like are we gonna expand are we gonna like where are we gonna are we gonna build something are we gonna buy something to renovate that was the hard part was trying to actually find like what are where are we gonna go no matter if you're looking to lose weight, build muscle, or just crush PRs, Kettlebell Kitchen is here to help make it happen. Head over to kettlebellkitchen.com and use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. So we had a, I mean, we had a couple options. We could have expanded where we were at, where we were at and we were paying rent, but it would have doubled our rent and it would have been just absolutely outrageous. Um, we looked at a couple of, uh, different buildings to buy, but none of them, you know, never, none of them just seemed right when we were looking at them. Um, and then we found the piece of land that we're on now. It, it was just, it just felt perfect. Like it's quiet out here. There's like a railroad tracks behind here. Like it's, it's, it's nice. It's a, it's a big change from where we were at because we were at, um, a facility that was in a little strip mall. Um, there was a super busy bank beside it. And we were in about, you know, 3,200 square feet. Hmm. So when we came here, um, we have a five-acre lot here. Um, and we built a 8,800 square foot facility. Hmm. Um, but it was just deci- finally deciding on what we were going to do and actually executing that mm-hmm. was the difficult part. Was it just because you just didn't know what would be best? Um, I think we were trying to figure out, of course, what would be most, um, I would say cost efficient, but also would be a good investment in the long run. Um, we knew we didn't really want to rent anymore. Yeah. I mean, if you ever, I would ever recommend if anybody ever has the option not to rent, like just don't. Cause you feel, I mean, at the end of the day, you feel like you're just, you're just throwing your money at them with no return. Um, it's a, I mean, it's a big, huge step to, 
try to own your own facility, but it'll pay off in dividends Mm -hmm. if you have the community strong enough and you're confident enough in your community that it's going to, you know, uphold it. Yeah. And it's been a trend. It's been a trend in the industry with a lot of affiliates I've been talking to is they're either working towards or they have built their own facilities. And everyone I talked to is like, it's awesome. I mean, there are, of course, there are hardships, like there's hard stuff, but they say it's really awesome. So what maybe are some of the the biggest differences between, you know, renting and now having your own place, like, um, that you've really seen as being beneficial and can maybe say, Hey, like if you're swaying between these two, here's why you should go with this one. Um, I would say first one is that heaven forbid anything ever did happen and we needed to sell it. Like it's, I'm, we know we're, I'm not going to go bankrupt. <laughs> I've got some, <laughs> I've got something to back me up here. Um, but, um, I would say just knowing that we have that independence and we're not having to, you know, uh, ask the landlord if we can, we can have this competition or can we park here or can we park there? Um, it's, um, you do feel a lot more independent. Um, you do have, (laughs) you got a lot more bills, but, um, it does not, where we were at in the 3,200 square foot facility, our growth was literally stunted. People, we were turning away people when they would come in classes that were so big. They were just like, there's just, there's just no room for me here. <laughs> so that was, that was really hard to deal with knowing that, um, we could, we could not grow where we were at. Mm-hmm. And here we are filling up this facility fast, but we know that it's big enough that we can, we can, maintain that like we can figure out logistically how to run large classes and how to add more classes if we need to we have a lot more flexibility here Hmm. yeah no that makes sense and so what it look like building the space and going through that process like Uh, do you have any (laughs) I don't know yeah but like just kind of curious what that process looked like looked like and maybe things you've learned along that route um so we did um contracted out so we had the the builder did it from top to bottom um i think that was something that helped us out a lot we weren't having to micromanage who was doing the plumbing and who's doing the electric and who's not like get like we had somebody do it all um so that was that was good the hard part was you can't control the weather and there was really there was some really wet rainy days where we knew they they couldn't work and we, but we knew it needed to be done. So it's, there was a lot of things that were out of our control. Um, as far as running into anything like huge, we had not, we never had any big issues. We had to go to a city council meeting to try to get, you know, the different parking spaces and stuff like that. But other than that, um, the city of Radcliffe was, they were pretty easy to deal with. Mm. That's good. That's, it's not always what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> It, it wasn't terrible. It, yeah. it really could have been a lot worse. Yeah. 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 So how long was it? How long was the pro- how old process take? Oh, I think we bought this ground in like October of 2017 ish, October, November, something like that. And then we were in here by August of 2018. We wanted to be in here by May of 2018. But again, you there's some things you just can't control. Yeah. Um, and that so. If you put the timeline together, August of 2018, we always go to the games mm. in August. 
and guess when we needed to move? It was during our games trip. (laughs) So, but thankfully, uh, my business partner, my family um, members, like we left early the week we needed to um, move. And they had almost the majority of the gym moved, like, by the time we came back. Like, it was, it was, it, like, it was already moved. We just had, you know, had to shuffle some things around, just get a couple things organized. But they did a fabulous job. So, it's like, wow. I left and I came back to a new gym. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was, oh, it was like, I, I, I cannot even tell you how blessed I am to have the people around me that I have. Yeah. What, what a good community. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, we're going to yeah. help you guys out. <laughs> no, they're great. Oh, man. Yeah. No, that's crazy. Well, I know stories. So, like, if you talk to Case from Four Barrel, their Louisville uh, location took, like, two years from when it was, like, crazy stuff. It always seems to happen. It never goes as planned. Like, so then it's like, how do you, how do you prepare for that? How do you even prepare for that, you know? Like, how, how, how do you be okay when your move-in date is four months later than planned? Like, I think just knowing that there's fine, there's, even though it's going to be at a delayed date, like there's still a light at the end of the tunnel. When you had no light at the end of the tunnel, that's when you start to get worried. Like (laughs) when you're like, okay, what are we going to do? But now Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, it's still going to happen. It's Mm -hmm. just going to be a little bit Mm -hmm. like, it's fine. It's just not optimal, optimal timing. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, I have, I was never at your old space. I have had the privilege of going to your guys' new space. It's beautiful. It's, yeah, it it really is quite beautiful and well-situated and I enjoyed it while I was there. So I was like, this seems great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I know you put a lot of work into it. So, um, and I guess from there, Katie, what are maybe some, so we've talked about challenges and and moving, which is always stressful, but what are maybe some things that you think at Hard Knocks you all have done really well that maybe other affiliate owners, owners could learn from, learn from your successes and, and, and advice that you could give? Um, I would say, of course, everybody's answer is always building a strong community, but honestly, that that's really what I'm, what my answer would be. Um, because at the end of the day, that the, that community is what is keeping things going, and it's honestly, it's paying your bills, it's keeping your coaches there. It's um, if if you don't have anybody to to keep your lights on and actually use your bathrooms, what's the point? You know, you can have the prettiest facility in the world, but if you don't have anybody to fill it up, it's it's useless. Um, so I think making sure that you have a diverse, inclusive community and always be willing to make changes no matter how comfortable you might be in what, how you run classes or, you know, what programs you have, be willing to change because every, you know, everything is always evolving and, you know, your, your community is going to get bored if, if you stay stagnant and you do the same thing over and over and over. So you got, you just got to be able to change and keep things fresh and new. What's one way you all do that to keep things fresh and new? Um, we have actually, we've started a couple, um, of different things with our programming, actually. Um, one big thing that Audrey brought to me, um, it's, it's honestly probably been a month, month and a half, maybe two now. Um, we, we switched to comp train class. Um, I did our programming for, uh, a year, um, last year. And then 
yeah, it was probably February. We changed to comp train class. I always tried to, I hate to say it, but yeah, probably recreate what, what, um, they did with comp train class. And she finally came to me and was like, you're, you're like, you're spending a lot of time on this and a lot of effort and a lot is going into this and it's already laid out here for you. So <laughs> why not pay your 30, but you know, your 40 bucks a month and have them do it for you and just focus your efforts elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the, the community saw that change, um, that, you know, new, you know, freshness. There was more explanation that came with the awesome coaching notes and everything. Um, and it has actually been more inclusive. So we had, um, you know, we had a lot of people who wanted to do comp train on the side anyways. Um, and of course you've been in here, there's enough, there's enough space in here that, you know, we can do a lot of extra activities on the side while there's even a normal class running. So, um, by doing the comp train class, this allows even, you know, my competitors or my more advanced athletes to do class and not feel like they have to be the kid in the corner, you know, you know, doing their, their thing by themselves. They can do it with class and just tweak it to what there's, you know, what their weights and skill level, skill level is. It might be something a little bit different, but it makes everybody feel like they're more together rather than, um, Oh, that, that athletes, you know, there are two levels ahead of me. Like, you know, um, we can all do the same thing. Yeah. It's worked out a lot, a lot better for us. And then we just put some extra skill work on the board for who, you know, those that need it. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. And, and then what have you done with that time you've been able to free up? Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) so, um, we have a couple different new, new kind of projects going on um this summer we're going to be we're going to try to do like a kids camp um so i have a new teens coach he is doing a teens program for us and he brought this idea to to me so i'm trying to get some stuff together for that um so again new fresh changing ideas um and then um i myself am uh out a competitive athlete. So I'm trying to put some time into my own training as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not having to program all the time, I can focus more on the financial business side and budgeting and that kind of thing mm-hmm. without just having to be a hamster on a wheel. I can, I can actually put more time into that and not just, um, do the busy work. Yeah. And like, just get it done. But you're like, no, yeah. I can actually make, spend time yes. on it, look at it. Yes. Understand it a bit better. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was just curious. I was like, man, if you got the free, you yeah. freed up time, what are you right. doing with that? But yeah, you filled you it think, up. You oh, I got free time. No, I'm going to fill it back up. Oh, no. <laughs> I, oh, I totally, I was like, oh, no, she's already got things like, ah, yeah. I have 30 extra minutes here, so I'm going to put yep. this thing in. <laughs> I totally get that vibe from you, Katie. It's yep. fine. But yeah, no, that sounds awesome. That's cool. And I know, um, and I've heard other gym owners say, like, changing it up, you know, if your member's with you for eight, nine, 10 years, you know, or, you know, they've been with you long enough, like they'll probably want to try something new. So why not have them try something new in your gym? Like why not have them try, um, something that you're offering or, or, you know, versus going elsewhere to try it. So, yeah. So that makes sense. Like, I mean, 
people get bored. Unfortunately, we're just hum. It's humanity. We're yeah. we have this disease called boredom. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, and so sometimes it's just just maybe like letting them taste something, and then yeah. often they'll be like, oh, you know what? I really like CrossFit. I'll stay with that's that. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's really cool. So I think that's how you're changing it up. So awesome, Katie. Well, probably one of my last questions is if, if you had to give a uh, CrossFit gym owner, you know, affiliate owners who are listening, one piece of advice that you've learned since, you know, stepping into this role as a co-owner, what, what would you tell them? What would it be? Um, I guess since explaining my background, since I don't, you know, I don't have all the experience in the world. Um, so that would be, I guess, surrounding yourself with people who do have that experience, who, um, who have diverse talents, who are, who are honestly smarter than you, um, surround yourself with those people so that if you don't have the answers yourself, at least you have people around you who may have those answers, um, or who have new, fresh ideas, or, um, if, you know, if, if you don't know how to do something, you got you've got people to back you up and to, and help you take care of that. Um, so just don't try to don't try to shoulder everything and you know be that you know necessarily idle that everybody thinks you should be. Just know that you need to rely on other people as well. Yeah. Well, what is the saying? It's like surround surround yourself with people so that you know you're not the smartest person in the room. Or, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically that. Like make sure you're the dumbest. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's supposed to be encouraging, how? Huh? Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of to that point where there are experts out there and your yeah. staff and your members and your yeah. family who could help you. And you don't yeah. necessarily have to learn it all or do it all. It's, it's yeah. almost kind of like that delegating. It's delegating yeah. expertise and knowledge versus Absolutely. just ingesting it all yourself because you're not going to be able to keep it all and retain it all and use it all. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah, no, for sure. But, well, awesome, Katie. Hey, thank you so much for being oh, on Box you. Talk today. Yeah, no, seriously, like, it's been it's been cool to get to know you and, and talk to Audrey a little bit and um, come to your guys' competition in the fall. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so thank you so much for just sitting on the, on the show with me and chatting up. And hopefully our audience, you guys, hopefully you listened and, and you, you were able to take something away, whether it's you need to have an awesome sister like Audrey or <laughs> – uh, you need to maybe uh, be a little harder with your members um, in terms of relationship with them, or maybe it could be that um, you need to try something new. I don't know, but there's a lot of stuff in there that, that Katie said and shared. So Katie, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate having you here. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Kettlebell Kitchen offers meals designed by nutritionists, prepared by chefs, and conveniently delivered so you can spend more time in the gym and less time in the kitchen. Use the code BOXTALK to get $25 off your first two orders of $50 or more. And that wraps it up for this episode of Box Talk. If you liked what you heard, or you have an idea of what you'd like to hear, let me know by emailing heather at peakmedia.com, peak spelled P-E-A-K-E. As always, thanks for dropping in.